0: Welcome to the Bereans Bible Prophecy Podcast. This is Bob McLaren. Spent the last few days, I've gone back over Dana Coverstone's videos and just everything in the news. For me, news is Twitter. There is no news on, on television anymore that's worth watching. One thing stood out for me in one of Coverstone's videos, and that was when he's talking about September, the calendar, and he says a solemn assembly or a solemn September, something like that, and it really has been, but I think it hit me in a different way, because I think what he was implying was, I think in the context, he was talking about prayer, and he had called many people as many people as possible to prayer during the month of September for what is going on behind the scenes and in front of our eyes. And so I think that's what he was referring to. But for me, it was almost a grieving over this nation of what what I see and when so much is visible to everyone. I mean, it, it really, nothing has been hidden from anyone. And yet I still see a significant portion of our country that actually believes that they can vote one way and it ultimately enable rioting and destruction and a coup and fraud. And it doesn't phase them at all. And I get if there was five or 10% or whatever, but I mean, it, it sure does feel like there's 30 to 40% of our country or more that they're okay with it all. I mean, I go to church with the denomination I'm in right now is it prides itself on holiness and sanctification and how your fruits really got to, you should have a self-awareness of what your fruit is because if you're not bearing fruit, then there's something wrong with you you know, examine yourself and all that. And so they take great strides to stress that over and over. And yet I bet my denomination leans somewhat hard to the left, even though if you were to poll them and say, do you support abortion? Oh, no, no way. Do you support uh, rioting and destruction? Oh, no, no way. Do you support this or that? Any type of thing that you might you might uh, lump in as a liberal, more liberal uh, philosophy or government style, you know, they would they would be against for sure, and yet they still vote and enable these people. They will argue, uh, they use the same arguments that we use. Uh, And except when I hear them talking, I know what they're saying. You know, they'll use words like, you know, no one can hear the other's arguments anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, you're just spouting off and nobody's listening. Well, yeah, I have listened to your side and it is nothing but evil, destruction, rioting, filth, abortion, and... Abortion isn't even enough. It's not enough anymore. They have to kill a baby after it's born. That's how far it's gone. So it's not enough that they have every uh, that there is absolutely no exceptions allowed. Now birth is not even allowed, you know, uh, as an exception. So and yet, yeah, I don't blame the world for endorsing this stuff but when the church is uh i'll say christianity lives with this dual mindset that their vote doesn't impact anything i don't understand it and that's what i've been grieved over again if it was only a small percentage of people it wouldn't have bothered me that much but I, i was just dwelling on it for whatever reason like How in the world, how in the world are there still 40 to 50 percent of this country that have no problem with what's on Netflix? And hear me out. I'm talking about the real stuff we would argue against. I'm not talking about the arguments of the 80s and 90s. You know, should your kids watch Harry Potter or not? That's, That's so far beyond what we're seeing today i'm talking about the real stuff like cuties and all this stuff i mean they don't even try to sidestep it they actually defend it so uh, and they make you they make us feel ashamed for trying to you know push back against it it's just just insane so That's why my September has been solemn. It is really sinking in. And another big part of it is I don't see how we overcome the voter fraud and the lawsuits of swing states. You know, sorry to get political again, but it seems like everything's political now. And uh, it's certainly the most critical thing on our radar for Americans you know, it's a given. Uh, I do think the gap is m- much closer in California than ever before, uh, but fraud will certainly rule the day there. New York, there's no hope in ever winning New York for it to swing conservatively. Even if the populace were to swing conservative, it's just not going to happen. There's too many people in place for fraud. So you've got California and New York, and then you've got the middle tier of the swing states. Here's what I see. I mean, everything we've seen in 2020, I mean, it's just out and out, lying, cheating, stealing, corruption, and no one's held accountable. They've already stated that they're going to allow ballots to come in after the election, and you know where that's headed. It's going to end up in the courts, and we know where the courts are. It's not just slanted. I mean, the General Flynn case. I mean, when the when the government drops the case against a defendant and he still can't get off, what do you think's going to happen when uh, a swing state appeals that? You know, they've got a million votes that of disenfranchised voters that somehow didn't get it mailed in on time and all this kind of garbage. We know it's going to happen because they've already said that's what's going to happen. I mean, we have their own leaders saying they're not going to concede the election no matter what. They've already told us, here's what's going to happen. I think this is going to be the largest gap that we've ever seen in the presidency, like 65-35 or 70-30 for Trump. And then you're going to see... All these ballots come in and you're going to see all the, all these swing states tying it up. And here's, here's the problem. I do think, uh, problem or not, uh, I do think there are conservatives now that have reached a point where if this is overturned, if the election is overturned, they are going to hit the streets and it is going to be a mess the reason I bring all this up, I mean, this is this is what uh, Dana Coverstone was talking about in June. That he said he dreamed back in January. I also found another pastor that he made no reference to Dana Coverstone, and he kind of gave the same report, but from a different perspective. And the way he told it, I mean, he was certainly very sincere, very conservative, very concerned. Very troubled, and I think his name was Charles Turner III. And again, a divine nobody. If you were to go to his other content, he'd probably turn you off because, you know, too many sequins or whatever, too flashy. I think he's from uh, from Miami Beach area. What he said was right in line with Dana Coverstone, and he he wasn't using the same terminology you could tell he was talking or his vision that he claimed he had was seeing some of the same things, the fighting in the streets and stuff. And it really bothered him. And here's why I bring it all up. And here's why I keep stressing on it. Whether this stuff comes to pass or not, uh, or, or I should, let me back up. Whether Whether the visions or dreams that Dana Coverstone and this other guy have had are from God, we can look at the roadmap ahead and tell that that train is coming straight for us. Because tonight, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and Mitch McConnell said that uh, the Senate is going to vote on a replacement before the election. You know that's going to rile people up. And they said the very reason is because the elections are going to be in the balance, and the Supreme Court needs a full seating to uh, to be able to manage it. And and President Trump also said Democrats would have filled it anyway, so he's doing the same. He's just he's he's playing by their rules now, and they hate it. They hate it. Uh, they hate people that push back on them we know the we know voter fraud and mail in ballots are going to overturn and send things into the court that is going to drive people into the streets conservatives and the uh, professional rioters uh even if it's in their favor uh the pre- professional rioters rioters will be out there just because they like to destroy things one of the things that puzzled me was there's nobody excited about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Nobody at all. And you would think they would be doing everything to get people out to vote, and they can't. They can't bring them in if they had busloads going through the neighborhoods, which they probably will. But you see, every poll in the past, it'd, it'd be like 48 to 46 or. You know, Biden, or, you know, it'd be within three or four points. And I saw one today on Fox. I mean, I know they're not conservatives anymore. I saw one, it was 51 Biden to 41 Trump. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's not even realistic based on what you see on the ground. There's more minorities than ever that have left the Democratic Party. There's more liberals. There may not be many, but there are liberals who've left the. Democratic Party, the middle has moved to the right because of all the just what they see, and they don't want to be a part of it. And generally, most people don't cross over from conservative to liberal unless you are blackmailed or bought out, like the 70 Republicans and the the rhinos, basically, and uh, these. Guys in the Pentagon, you know, we assume military are conservative. That is not the case. Um, Hold that thought. I want to come back to that, the assumption that education changes people's minds. Uh, But anyway, I've always been puzzled by these, at least in this case, a poll where why would you show Biden up 10 points when obviously the Democrats need the voter base to come out, and it took a it took a different thread on Twitter to wake me up on this, because when the when the Netflix debacle about the cuties documentary and the pedophilia and there's been all kinds of pedophilia and uh, child trafficking news in the last year or two or three and you know you're just you just wonder like what are they crazy i mean most advertisers or most companies are just they walk this really thin conservative line like they don't want to offend anybody they're very vanilla generally they used to be now they just you know it's it's everything but that but they uh They don't want to offend anybody because it will upset their customers. And so you look at Netflix and you go, what are you thinking? Why would you do this? You know, it's going to cost you potentially millions of subscriptions, not even saying, hey, we made a mistake. I mean, they're defending this thing. Then I saw a guy's Twitter feed and he said, I mean, maybe it wasn't obvious to me, but he said, they're trying to normalize it. And I get it as far as culturally, that's the long-term play. But the short-term play is they're trying to normalize it because potentially there's going to be some people, high-profile people that are arrested. And maybe in the past I would have been a little bit more skeptical of the, you know, busloads of people being Uh, indicted or whatever on this type of thing. Uh, But with the Jeffrey Epstein case, it makes so much sense that so many high-profile people have been blackmailed and it's the Clowns in America playbook to set somebody up for blackmail so that you can then use them as your, you know, now you're their puppet master that sunk in, that made sense. So they are, you know, if they're trying to get out in front of this thing and normalize it, which I don't know how you ever could, but that's how they think that and that clued me into these polls that make no sense. Like, like, The logic would be if you're going to if you're going to mess with the numbers, if it isn't a real number and there's no way Biden is ahead 51 to 41. If anything, Trump's got uh, at least half the country. If you've got a poll that is that manipulated, Why would that happen if they need their base out and you would need to, if anything, they would undercut it to really energize the base to get out and vote for their candidate. And again, they've already told us this is there's what they're doing is setting up the story that Biden has this humongous lead and obviously is going to win the presidency But when we get to election night and Trump has this victory, at least the perceived victory, they've already got their case made for fraud, even though they're the ones committing it. In fact, this is consistent with everything a liberal has done. Again, I never called them evil until this year, the COVID stuff and all the other things. You know, I just thought they were misguided, immature, selfish. Uh, uh, short-sighted you know all that but no there 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 is a significant portion that is demented and evil now that's why i'm so angry at my own uh denomination because they are enablers they are enablers because they either have tds or uh they're just you know, willfully willfully ignorant. Uh, They don't care what the truth is. They don't care what the truth is in any case. One thing I've learned this year is these liars and cheats and frauds, 100% frauds, they project whatever they're guilty of on their opponent. And this is the exact same thing in the voter fraud they're going to they've already started painting the story of biden is up in lots of polls and everything so it's just natural he's going to win on election night Uh, even though trump's crowds have grown huge so they've got the story biden's up he loses it's obviously fraud yeah it is but it's their fraud not ours so not the conservatives fraud. That's what's coming. And so it is It is frustrating when you talk to somebody about you better be preparing for what's coming. Uh, because, you know, one thing, they, they will always find a reason why... Uh, let's just assume Dana Coverstone's videos are legit. He had a dream that was given by God, whatever. It doesn't matter. They... If it was, these same people will find a reason to discount it. Like, yeah, well, whatever. Everybody says that, you know what? Or I'll be okay. Blah blah blah. Or, uh, you know, you don't need a dream to think. But I mean, I'm just. They will find a way to diminish the message, and ultimately, they just won't prepare. Which that's on them. That's fine. But we know those same people are going to be reaching out. I mean, it made me think about the ten virgins where half of them weren't prepared. How many other parables are there where you've got the wise and foolish stewards and, and just unpreparedness? And just for argument's sake, let's, let's take this out of the context of Bible prophecy. Let's just look at the fragility of our supply chain. It has already been impacted by COVID-19. All the contradictions, wear a mask, no, don't, they're useless. Yeah, you got to have it. There are more ads this week on television, this week, to wear that mask, do your part, and all that. Bob Costas and every other celebrity out now. I mean, why now? Why now? Why not in March or April? Who knows? I I don't know what story they've got scheming now, but you've got that that impacted the supply chain overnight. You couldn't get toilet paper. You couldn't get certain foods. You couldn't get sanitizer. You've got the riots. Potentially, I mean, I'm expecting it, domestic terrorism, where you you have people, if they start attacking any of the uh, freight lines, Freight lines are going to shut down if they can't operate safely. And let me remind you that these grocery stores don't have lots of storage in the back. Really, retail doesn't. I mean, you go to a shoe store. Do you have this in the back? Nope, everything's on the floor. All the stock's on the floor. They do that for a reason. I mean, their building is only as big as it needs to be because it costs a lot. And so they've learned over time, you know, you just don't stock everything. You time it to where you're only bringing in what you absolutely need. And I mean, that is in everything from building cars, washing machines, to stocking grocery stores. So uh, if you introduce any little hiccup, there's going to be a problem especially if you've got some type of fear that is driving a demand. You know, we've got potential for anything hitting the market and driving, you know, a sudden inflation. Uh, We've got weather that impacts crops, whether it's drought or a storm, flooding. We had this weird straight line winds that hit the Midwest and just crippled the corn crops. I haven't read anything about pork there being a shortage, but I was in Sam's this week and I mean, I'm a bacon addict and uh, normally there's tons of it and they were out completely. So uh, I don't know what's going on there. If there's something already impacting pork and then just refineries, you can have a, you can have ice storms, you can have hurricanes that come in and take out just a little bit of the refineries and cripple the movement of fuel and then your trucks stop and that impacts your food so there's enough fragility there's enough points of failure in our modern supply chain it's very efficient economically but it is subject to failure by any number of things and if it goes, people in big cities are going to be in a real hurt. But we are too. Even in smaller areas, uh, you could be in trouble. So you need to prepare because if anything, we know what's coming. Now, I do still think that everything Dana Coverstone has reported to us is legit. I think this other guy's dream was legit. But again, the people who don't want to hear it, they'll find a reason not to not to prepare not to whatever so uh you know be prepared be prepared please again i don't expect you to prepare if you don't believe the message but if you do and you're still procrastinating you are you're crazy if you believe what many people have been talking about this summer and you haven't done anything You are, you are, you are really risking it. Get it in gear and do something now. Now, let me go back to this. You know, there's been the argument I heard this week from people like, you know, that everything we're reaping is because our education system teaches. uh, I forgot the phrase race. uh, I don't know. You probably hopefully you know what I'm talking about race criticality or uh, that's not the right phrase, but something to do with race. And, uh, you know, they say it's been in the schools and the Pentagon, it's in corporate and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's something BLM pushes and I, I push back on that notion. Yeah. I think it's terrible. I think it's awful that we waste students time in corporate, employees time to bring that garbage up Uh, whether it's marxist or whatever you know whatever the roots of it are whatever it's trying to accomplish i disagree with it and i push back but i also push back on this notion that just because you teach somebody something that that has persuaded them because to me that just shows well that person's a fool i mean If if all the evidence is laid out there and somebody buys, goes down the path of evolution in spite of all the evidence, to me, they're a fool. They don't know how to judge properly. Same way with global warming. You throw all the evidence out there and then you throw this pseudo, not even pseudo, this fake fact of, you know, something's gone up a degree and a half in the last 150 years like you know as if we've been measuring stuff accurately that long but for the sake of argument let's say they've been let's say they've been measuring temperature of the earth for the last 500 years somehow and it's gone up 3 degrees 10 degrees how does that still impact ice on the polar cap it doesn't it's foolishness all these arguments are the same they're all the same and it all goes back to the same type of people that can pull a lever for a party that endorses everything they say they're against you can't get away from that so I don't buy that education changes anybody's mind, maybe a small percentage, you know, they're duped, but for the most part, for the most part, people believe what they want to believe. They don't care what the truth is. It goes with religion. It goes with, uh science and global warming it goes with abortion you can show them all the fact biology you can show all the facts right under from look at that moving baby look at that moving baby at you know a month old or whatever six weeks and they're like so i don't get it pull that lever to do oh i'm 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 pro-life pull that lever and uh they they enable everyone who uh that they say they're against so uh people this in general and i'd say a very still a very high percentage people believe what they want to believe regardless of the truth that's laid out in front of them now the reason i make that statement is when we when we go into the realm of religion and specifically christianity there has to be a component has to be a component to life and i'm talking spiritual life that only god can enable uh otherwise christianity is just another decision like anything else politics science whatever you just lay a bunch of facts out in front of somebody and they go oh, okay, yeah, I believe Jesus. It's, it is not a decision. It is not a decision like that. It may look like that. But we're literally, when we see that happen, we're literally seeing the spiritual birth of someone and the spirit is involved, not just involved. Uh, the originator, the completer of that act, And it is born out of faith that is not of ours. It is a gift of God. The faith of Jesus Christ is what saved us, not your faith. Your faith is important to how you live and believe. What you believe will impact how you live, but it didn't save you. Go look it up. Go to the King James, look at the Greek. The faith of Jesus Christ is what delivered you. And that excites me a lot. So to me it is just, to me it is consistent with all truth and what people, how they believe truth. And that is they believe what they want to believe until God God uh, interjects Himself into their circumstances, which we know he's there. We know he's there because you can look back and tell where he's been in everybody's history. We can see his footprints. I guess that's all I've got. It, it has been a very tough month and we're ha- you know halfway through it. I cannot imagine what October and November are going to be like in December. I mean, it, it doesn't look good based on what we're hearing. And now with the death of RBG, we know. I'm mean, just more fuel in the fire now. Please prepare. Please prepare. Be ready for your family and the, and the family members that aren't preparing. Prepare for them, for your close family. You can't prepare for everybody but you can prepare for your kids. So uh, don't leave them out just because they don't believe the message. I will talk to you later. See ya.